to episode 211 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRP. Joining me as always is the sassy League Freak. You can find on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? I'm pretty good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, doing well. Down here in lockdown, Victoria. Yeah, it's um, it's going crazy down there. I hope you're staying safe. Um, yeah, it's terrible. Well, there is some upside to it, and that well, is all the deaths. That's a terrible thing to say. Well, no, but there there might be one in the future which people won't worry too much about. Um, Sam Newman's got the shits. So that's it's a good thing. Yeah, I saw. He's uh, he seems to be not happy any time. You know, there's a major pandemic breakout. He just feels like he, he. It's like he stamps his feet. It's really weird. Yeah. So he's he's not able to play golf for the next six weeks. Yeah. Um. So he suggested that we have a Black Lives Matter type protest and just ram, you know, raid everything and ransack all of Melbourne CBD. Wow, that's uh, um, that's crazy. <laughs> he's that, an that's, idiot. That's not over the top. No. So, um, Sam Newman, just want to say, mate, hang in there, and you're a fucking idiot. Yes, a massive fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, boy. But anyway. You know, what? I was just going to say, you know you know what everyone needs to do? Aside from tell Sam Newman that he's a fucking idiot. Yes. Yeah. They need, they need to go to manscaped.com and put in our code, our exclusive code for our listeners, NRL, because that gets them 20% off and free shipping on any order they make. How can you not like that? It's brilliant. And they've got some great products, stuff to keep you in, you know, match ready. That's what it's all about, just being match ready, just ready to rock and roll. Don't have to wait. It's not about special occasions. It's about every day you're manscaped. And so, yeah, go to manscaped.com. NRL is your code. It's your code. It's your code. So put that in there, 20% off, and you'll thank us. You will thank us for getting this deal for you. As you should. It's phenomenal. Mm. It really is. Yeah. Aside from thanking us for having smooth balls. Yes. Um. You can also thank us for this podcast, because tonight we're going to do another episode of Ask Kenty. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, and we figure, why the hell not? Mm. It's just been you know, reasonably good football being played, so there's no real controversies going on off the field. So let's do a bit of an Ask Kenty and find out what people are whinging about. Yeah. <laughs> when you watch the games, you're like, wow, it's been a really good round of football. And then you look at the Ask Kenty things, and it's like, oh, people are still angry. <laughs> about random dumb, dumb shit. Yeah. So shall we dive in? Yeah, I'm ready to do it. Okay, first one. Hey, Kenty, if you had the choice of Cameron Smith or Andrew Johns to be the first pick on the side of your choosing, who are you taking? Or do we all do the right thing and take Jeremy Lattimore? It's a good question, actually. If you take it, say you are getting him as a 20-year-old. I'm I'm taking Cameron Smith. I am? Yeah. I think I am going to take man, you get Cameron Smith for nearly twenty years. That's exactly right. You get him at pretty much Pete Cameron Smith for four hundred and twenty games. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's hard to not go Cameron Smith, eh? That's crazy. Mm. That's and yeah. You can put a average forward pack around him, and he'll make him look good. Yeah. See, I was thinking if you get Andrew Johns, you can put a pretty average team around them, around him, and you're going to see some magic happen anyway. But I think the thing that gets me over the line with Cameron Smith is that you get him for twenty seasons. Yeah, that longevity is yeah. hard to ignore. Yeah. Oh, and it's and the goal kicking as well, and the leadership, and and it's, you know, you just go down the list. Exactly. Um, plus, you know, you wouldn't have as much off-field drama either. One hundred percent. That's easy to look after. <laughs> um, do you believe that the Titans will be in the finals contention in the next couple of seasons? That's a good question. I think in maybe three seasons they could be. If they keep building up that forward pack, they get a couple of good extra buys in there, um, they might be able to make it to the finals. I reckon 2022. Yeah. They have got a gun forward pack already lined up for next year. Mm. Um, They're just going to need a half. That's it. Get them a genuine seven. And even that back one, which isn't exactly brilliant, but... With a with a star started forward pack and a decent seven there, you can get by with the rest. Yeah, you can make do and and you know, if they can just unearth a couple of extra youngsters, it's you need a little bit of luck to turn that corner, but you know, they've made their own luck to a certain extent with some of their buyers coming into next year. Yeah, and I was thinking about it the other day, there's actually quite a few decent young guys who uh They'd probably walk into a few teams, but mm. they're sort of on the edge or they're behind someone else at their current club. And mm. one that stands out for me, who the Titans should have definitely gone after, is Kayla Bacons. Oh, 100%. You know, the thing, I remember you saying he should be the Panthers' fullback, and when he first came into first grade, he looked comfortable, but he was making mistakes. And he's got rid of those mistakes since he's come back in this stint this year. And he just looks like a first grader. And, yeah, look, I, I'd be happy with him to stay at fullback for the Panthers. But they seem to like Dylan Edwards more for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't get that. I just yeah. think Dylan, Dylan Edwards just looks like a genuinely good winger. And Penrith don't need those. No. Yeah, I and Aiken, uh, Aikens looks like he just looks like a first grader. You know, yeah. it, and this is just the beginning. I think it, the, to uh, this round was his 11th game in the NRL. And yeah, it, it, if they give him more footy, it'll be interesting to see if he can kick on. But he would be a good buy for pretty much any team. I think Burton as well at the Panthers. He was know, the next thought, one I was going to say. Yeah. Um, both would not be expensive either. And so no. you'd be able to spend that big money on those forwards and grab these absolute guns. And they're young. That, yeah, and like it's the crazy thing about Penrith. Um, there's been players that they've been letting go, and they're fringe first graders for the Panthers, but they they keep going to other clubs and doing really really well, and it's great to see. You know, it's great for the game, but you because you just can't keep everyone. No, that's right. Because um, this comes on the back of news that the Tides have all but confirmed that they're losing three. Um, expensive players for next year, essentially. And that's Ryan James, who's been linked to Canberra. I think that might be a done deal, hey? Apparently so. Um, Shannon Boyd looks like he's going to retire. Mm-hmm. 
and Bryce Cartwright needs to go back to Sydney for personal reasons. Yeah, which no and doubt he will tell us all about on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I expect Trent Barrett to pick him up at the Bulldogs. <laughs> Where else <laughs> is he going to go? As long as he doesn't go to the fucking Panthers, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Panthers did lose their own cart right this week, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, what yep. is his name? Jeb. Jeb, Jeb Cartwright. All right. Um, yeah. Can't can't keep them all. Just can't no. keep them all. And and happy to see them go and get opportunities. You know. Um, it was interesting. I was watching the the Bulldogs game on and off a little bit today. And DWZ, did you see his play the ball? No, I actually didn't didn't get to see this game. One hundred percent, the worst play the ball in the history of rugby league. He got up and made a clean play the ball in the complete opposite direction. I know Marty Bella. Yeah, but like <laughs> you know how Marty Bella had gotten roughed up a little bit, and he was, yeah. you know, this was like if if it had have gone back to the, you know the rules where you could strike at the ball. If he had got up and played it like that, it was just a beautiful, quick play the ball for the opposition. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh, that's that's ridiculous. Mm, mm. Well done, DWZ. That, there you go. That's a bit of old school footy brought back. Oh, it was fantastic. That should get the dinosaurs happy. Yeah. It's like the good old days. The good old days. Oh, you got to love it. Um, are the Broncos still trying to move Jack Bird now that Fafita has signed elsewhere? And if so, how much would they contribute towards his salary at another team? What clubs have shown interest in Bird if the Broncos accommodate the release? Oh, I don't think I, Bird will be signed by anyone. No, I don't know why anyone would sign him unless the Broncos were saying, like, we'll pay 90% of his salary, and I don't know why they do that. Um, Bird's just too injury-prone. Like, it, it's just not worth it. I, definitely a, a, an absolute good player, but... Those injuries he suffered since he's gone to the Broncos, I mean, they've set back his development two, yeah. three, four years. Yeah, he's been overtaken by a lot of other players now. Um, that's just time that's hard to get back at this stage. So, look, he'd probably get signed by some team, probably the Bulldogs, um, <laughs> and obviously he'll be taking a pay cut though. It's going to be a massive pay cut because he went up there a big money. And, I mean, how many games has he actually played for the Broncos? Not many. That's a good question. He's, he's not played too many up there. Say so you had to guess. I reckon he's played less than... I'll say 16. I'll say less than 10. He's played 17. <laughs> wow, there you go. That's 18, why you're the, 18, you're 18, 18, 18. Yeah, well... Yeah, I am good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I backed you into a corner there. And you're like, I'm going to praise myself. Holy shit. I'll go with it. Try and make it sound like a joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, eight games in 2018, nine games in 2019. He hasn't played since May 10 last year. Wow, that's crazy. Um, the other thing that's crazy is he's won, he's had seven wins and ten losses at the at the Broncos in his time there. That's a 41% win record, which is better than Anthony Seabold. So maybe he could just become coach. You know, when you've got a terrible win percentage like that, but you actually consider that he might be their lucky charm, <laughs> that's you know, that's when you know things are going bad. Yeah. he must. Be, I reckon he'd be probably the only player to have left 
a team like the Sharks and go into a team like the Broncos and end up with a worse win record out of it. Because he won 65% of games at the Sharks and only 41 at the Broncos. Oh, man. Imagine if you'd put if you'd said to somebody that that would be the case when he was leaving. Yeah, people would just laugh at you. Yeah. You have no idea. Well, there you go. Um, would the Brisbane Broncos ever have been considered a wooden spoon candidate? Prior, uh, prior to this year, probably not. But yeah. uh, remember, there was one year where they started off really badly, but I think they made the finals. Yeah, 2000 and... Oh, I'm thinking 2008. Yeah, it was Come around on. then. Um, yeah, they were, they were struggling for a long time at the start and they just had a good run home. And I think they may have won the first week of the finals but lost the second or something like that. Yeah, they didn't do much that year, but it was that was the only time you kind of thought, look, if this goes bad, it could go really bad. But they turned it around. Um, I, yeah. I also want to... I also want to say that today, Parramatta showed how little they care about rugby league fans. Because if they had any soul and any heart, they would have let the Bulldogs win today by 37 points. Just the bottom three teams on the ladder would have been North Queensland, Gold Coast, Brisbane. You know, the thing is, though, and God bless him, Aidan Tolman looked up and said, I'm going to take a quick tap here. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's two things that are wrong with that sentence. Tolman yeah. and Quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It didn't work. Turned out to be a mistake. I think if they'd have given it to someone like maybe Martin Bella, he would have had that extra pace to get over the line. I'm yeah, talking about right. Martin Bella now. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> it now. Or uh, what's his name? Black Marker. Thick Black Marker. What's his name? Big Puppy. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. You had the black marker, remember? No. Oh, okay. No, you got me on that one. It's all right. <laughs> it's good. You haven't seen it? It's good. That's you good... know what? It's a good joke. If I had have known what you were talking about, I could have been lured into some sort of possible <laughs> racial racial connotation or something like that. No, no. But they're... because I was completely oblivious to it all, I ruined it. There are people <laughs> that, that have seen the footage and right now they're like Ugh. like they're, they're they're feeling the scar in their soul having seen it because they know what i'm talking about fair enough um here's one from an idiot afl umpires are sponsored by opsm should enter a look at the sponsorship for the bunker why <sighs> i've already got a sponsor for the bunk for nrl umpires why should they follow AFL ones and i know you're trying to say that they don't have any idea what they're doing if you knew what you were doing, you'd be in the fucking bunker, but you're not, so shut the fuck up. I bet that's one of the two questions he actually answered this month. Guaranteed. Probably <laughs> answered both of those. They were the only two he answered. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, here's one that came out of a um, dumbass comment by Brad Fittler during the week. Mm-hmm. And he said, Brad Fittler suggested that the Dragons, the Sharks, and the West Tigers should merge, and I thought... Yeah, that that'd go well if you if you took the the three teams that have had probably the most financial um, debacles going on with their clubs over the last mm. decade or so and put them all together. That's bound to work. Mm. Um, and I said, yeah, Freddie, just shut up. You know, I I read his actual comments. Like I read the quotes, 
And he was more saying along the lines of like, and he did say the sharks and, and dragons maybe should merge and become like this giant sort of Southern Sydney into the Illawarra sort of team. And then he was saying about the West Tigers and how, you know, they should really be out of Campbelltown. And then he was like, but they shouldn't be struggling. And maybe we should just have the, the Panthers and sort of they merge with the, that they could merge the two and it's just Penrith sort of taking all of that Western Sydney area. And like, I, I guess he was sort of just thinking on the fly and there's a, lot, a million reasons why none of that would work. Um, but yeah. Anyway, what's the question? Well, the question is, do you consider, hang on. Oh, where was it? Uh, as there are too many Sydney clubs, do you think a merger between the Sharks and the Gold Coast Titans to become the Gold Coast Sharks makes sense? Spelt S E N C E. Does make sense? S E N C E. Yeah, it it makes no sense. Um, we've, I've said this before a number of times. If you take the Sharks and relocate them anywhere out of Sydney, mm-hmm. that whole core supporter base they've got in Sydney will largely be lost to the game. Mm-hmm. And you've got to look at this as a business thing. That's money that's lost. And given how poorly the Gold Coast Titans are followed, mm-hmm. you're not making an, an improvement to anything. You're not making an improvement to the game, to the number of sponsors or fans or anything like that. You're not, in, you're not improving the, the team on the Gold Coast. You're not improving the Sharks or their team. You're not increasing the number of fans. You're doing nothing but just making everything is just a negative there. I don't see how they think that makes any sense whatsoever. S-E-N-C-E. I would, I would move the Sharks to Perth. <laughs> move them to Perth and, uh, you know, let the Dragons take back Cronulla. And um, I think that'd work. <laughs> um, I don't think we should be doing any more relocations or mergers. But what yeah. we should be doing is the next Sydney club to go to the NRL and say, Oh, we're a bit broke. Can you give us some money? The NRL should say, no, fuck off. <laughs> Either survive or die. That's your options. Figure it yeah. out. But they won't. No one wants to be at the helm when a team dies, eh? No. But the thing is, even though you help all these teams, like Todd Greenberg, you still get still get the arse anyway. So yeah. What's, yeah. what do you got to lose? Yeah, that's a good point. See, that, I've always said we needed a dictator running the game, but then we got... Well, I got what I wanted, and it, it's shit. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> it's not good. I'd, I'd kill for a politician right now. <laughs> we need to get one back. Where's Todd? <laughs> At least get Peter Beatty back. I mean, he used to talk a good game and do absolutely fucking nothing at yeah, all. Didn't fuck but, anything up that way. You know. <laughs> um... Future of the loan concept, relevant to, for 2020 only, or will it mature in something that we can use for future seasons? I think it's definitely going to stay around, hey? I think that teams will start to... Use, I think that there needs to be a clause in there, though, that if, say, someone like a Harry Grant, if you loan him out to a team and he decides he wants to stay there, um, he can stay there, you know, because... You can't have your cake and eat it too. And you can't have teams because Penrith could like just stockpile. 
their juniors, start put, putting them out to clubs if they wanted to, let them get experience and then bring them back. I don't think that should be allowed. I think if you're willing to allow a youngster to get first-grade experience somewhere else, you've got to be willing to let them go if they want to stay there. Yeah, I think that's the, the thing that's a bit a bit rude, I guess, is that um, you know, you're getting someone else to develop your player for you. Mm. Um, and so, you know, coaches would then be able to pick and choose which coach they want to go under. So no one's going to do a loan deal with the Bulldogs next year, for that example. Yeah, yeah. You unless, like... unless you're sort of loaning out like Josh Dugan or Bryce Cartwright, for example. Well, I wonder if... I guess a loan deal, there might be some way... You know, there's so many things you've got to look at, like the salary cap implications and everything. I, But there could be a system where it could be used. I kind of think of it, because you think about it for younger players, you don't tend to think about it for getting rid of older players, do you? Well, no. But that's the thing, you could use it, because it would have some merit for older players. Imagine if, say, Benji Marshall's coming up to being off contract and the Tigers unearthed some great talented 5'8". Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could get a team like the Titans and say, you know, we we need a genuine five eight with a bit of experience to help our younger half around. Yeah, can we get Benji off you, and in return we'll swap with you know some other young guy that you might need. And it's, it, I mean, it works pretty well in the um the Premier in the soccer, I guess the Premier League and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, but again, they've been doing it for a long time, so they've they figured it out pretty well. Yeah, it's. It's a bit of a different beast, I think, in, in rugby league. I don't know how it would work. I know they do it in, in the Super League, don't they? Um, you get player lines there I, fairly I, regularly. I can't I can't remember too many. The, the thing that comes down to, really, and the Storm situation with Harry Grant is really, really like a very super unique situation in that they've got three first-grade you know, hookers and one of them's the, maybe the best hooker of all time. Um it's not normally a player that you're willing to even get a look in at another club. It's more your excess plays, your, the guys that you're like, well, this dude is not one of our top 30 players right now sort of thing, you know what I mean? So it's very rarely a superstar like Grant. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Grant seems pretty happy at the Tigers, and he was really keen to play there at the start of the year because yeah. you know, there was all that drama about him not knowing whether he'd be there or not. But he'd been training there all year. Mm-hmm. And then people have been asking, you know, he changed things at the Tigers. He's going, you know what, I'm I'm true to my word. I've signed a deal with, with Melbourne. I'm going to stay at my contract with him. He's like, mm, fuck. <laughs> I wonder if... Say Cameron Smith was gone for the rest of the year. I wonder if the Storm have the ability to pull Grant back straight away. It's interesting because I wonder if they'd do that if they end up getting a ton of injuries to their back line and they needed Momorowski as well. Mm. And they've got to pick and choose which one do they want. Yeah, really interesting, hey? Like, damn. Like, can you imagine how heartbreaking it would be? Well, this is the problem the Tigers have got next year. Okay, and that is, Momorovsky's shown that he's a he's a bloody good player. Mm. Um, next year, when he goes back to the Tigers, the Tigers are going to have Joey Lailua, Paul Momorovsky, and Moses Mbai. Mm-hmm. And I don't want Mbai in the halves. He's not a fullback. He's not a hooker. But I can just sense that he's going to be filling in at the number nine job. Yeah. 
unless Jacob Little comes along and stops being injury prone and actually has a you know a good season. He's due to return soon as well. So that's another issue the Tigers have got to sort out what they do there. Like this whole loan thing has been it's been good for Harry Grant and the West Tigers in the sense that the Tigers have got a good hooker there, but long term it's only been a benefit to the storm. Yeah, and that's the thing about it. And and the other thing is too, like just say this just and Cameron Smith's gonna be back two to three weeks, they said. But mm. say Smith was out for the year and the Storm do have the ability to pull Grant out of that team. Like that's completely devastating to the West Tigers. And do you want to have a system where a devastating move can happen like that to a team that does need the talent because, you know, the team that's loaning the player gets an injury. And and I don't know that you want to open that can of worms for that to happen to anyone. I agree. I do agree. Um, next one. Do you think that ginger ale at the coffee shop is just Coke and Sprite mixed together? <laughs> I was thinking it might have been more Fanta and Coke. Ginger ale? Yeah. I know. It's foul shit anyway. Who 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 gets ginger ale? Queenslanders, mostly. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah. They like drinking shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> how big of a problem do you think having an employee of Channel 9 and therefore 2GB working for the NRL is? How would Joke. the perception of conflict of interest be managed? Fucking gigantic. Yes. Like, they're not going to get him on. Like, apparently he was, uh, he put in his application to become a player manager. (laughs) So, like, if he's a player manager, obviously he can't work for the NRL as well as a consultant. But anything's possible these days. Yeah. Um... I don't think Karen should be anywhere near the NRL headquarters, to be honest. I agree. I agree 100%. Karen's just doesn't like the rules, doesn't like the bunker, doesn't like refereeing. The game. Yeah, the game in general. It's like, please. Yeah. Um, I think Karen needs to just get off Twitter, Mm -hmm. all social media, Mm -hmm. get off the radio, Mm -hmm. stop going to work for the next three or four weeks and just stay at home. And, I don't know, maybe just watch Driving Miss Daisy on a loop or something like that. Just get your mind off the game. Watch something a bit more relaxing. Yeah, and make just sure you chill. stay at home because you don't want to have to go somewhere where they ask you to please wear a mask because we yeah, know yeah. how Karen's react to that. Yeah, they do get a little uptight over that. Yes, I've um, seen the videos. Yes. Um, maybe even send him a book to read like the 1948 UN Charter of Rights. <laughs> That'd be handy. Good reading. What would it, you know? What a, a Karen, I feel like, would like that book. Remember, I think it was called The Secret. Oh yes, yes, that was yeah. a good one. A Karen would like a, a one like that because that it would make them feel empowered. Yes, if you if you wish it, you'll get it. Yeah, yeah, fantastic concept that. <laughs> <laughs> um, got another idiot here. Why are there rules for some clubs and not others? Well, there isn't. Yeah, there's not. Um, with the success of the loan system, why don't the NRL reintroduce a decent reserve grade comp instead of putting kids into first grade when they aren't ready? It's almost like they want some sort of lower division that's below the NRL. It'd be cool because you could have one, right? And you could 
like to cut down on costs and stuff, you could have one based in Queensland and then one based in New South Wales and let say a team like the Storm and if they wanted to, the New Zealand Warriors put teams into those competitions if they wanted. Um, and and, what, and develop their players in those competitions, you reckon? Yeah. It, like, this is some crazy they, stuff you're and, talking about. And you here. could have like a whole season of that where they win a cup at the end, hey? That's a, a genuine competition. Yeah, yeah. And the, would would these would these clubs in each state be then affiliated with NRL teams? You know what? That's a really good idea. That, and like colloquially, it could be called a reserve grade. Ooh, that's a fantastic concept. Yeah, yeah. You need to take this to the NRL. Yeah, I, we'll look into this, hey? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll follow it up. We'll, we'll keep you posted on this one. Yeah. Um, is Peter Volandis in danger of listening to water cooler talk too much and ruining the hard work he's done in 2020? Does he do anything else? <laughs> That's all he fucking does. Water cooler talk, hey? That's a pretty good one. Water cooler talk. These are all from the same person, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, they I, did uh... four in a row. I could just imagine you meet Peter Volandis around. I don't know what... I can't imagine he has ever drank out of a water cooler. I feel as though he's in some exclusive club in Sydney where you got to pay, like, 10 grand a year just to be a member of it. And, you get, like, the dress code is ridiculous. And you go in there and he's drinking fucking, like, Chardonnay or something. You sit down next to him and say, you know what would be really cool, Pete? It'd be really cool if we could just fucking get Sonny Bill Williams back and just not give a shit about the salary cap or nothing. That'd be awesome, eh? And he sits there and he looks at himself in the fucking mirror across from the bar and he's like, yeah, Peter Volandis could make that happen. <laughs> and the person said, Peter, I was just joking, mate. I was just being sarcastic. Man. Yeah. No, 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 no. You've come up to a great idea there. I'm going to do it. Mate, don't do this again. He's, 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 like, you know, he's, he's on the phone to Danny Widler. Danny, can yeah. you get me Sonny Bill Williams' contact details, please? Then he's like, sorry, I'll put you under my goodie. Yes. <laughs> Imagine if one of Danny Widler's ears were fucking mangled and ruined <laughs> and we didn't know it because he always makes sure his goodie's in shot. Tell me what's happened. Someone chewed on, his, chewed on his left ear. Yeah. You only see the right ear on TV. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's some weird fetish shit going on there. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous and hot. It, it is. Why is the game not transparent on the salary cap and the advantages that clubs get from free-to-air coverage and third-party sponsorship? It seems the game encourages manipulation of a player's salary. Oh, fucking hell. Seriously. It's like people just need to feel like they're getting hard done by all the time, hey? Uh, it's just, there's this weird perverted thing where we need to know how much a, a well-paid person earns for some fucking reason. Mm. Why? Uh, yeah, I don't understand it either. It's, oh, it's just ridiculous. Like, and it's weird because, like... Like, just say, I don't know, pick a random player. Like, most of them buy. Yeah, most. Well, he is random in terms of his quality of play. Performance, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, think of Momorowski, right? Uh huh. Who cares what he earns? Who fucking cares? Whose right is it to know what he earns? I agree. Uh, but 
I don't know why people keep pushing it. And nobody who pushes it wants to tell you what they're earning. Not fucking one person. Nope. Nope, that's just the way they are. I will say, though, that I'm earning around about 250 grand a year from all of the uh, shares that I hold. Yeah, well, you know. Vested interest, sorry. Vested interest. Vested interest, yes. I'm, uh, I've got to say, I, I, I'm earning, like, from this podcast alone, half mil. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's why I got you to pay for my, uh, my $15 headphones. Yeah. Well, I thought 15 bucks, I can make that happen. Exactly. I was like, fucking Jeeves, send the man $15. <laughs> I hope you claimed it back at tax time. I don't know. I don't even do my taxes. <laughs> Beautiful. I've Beautiful. got people for that. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a bit off track there. Yeah. Um, Actually, Willie Mason put me on to a guy. He said, this guy will do this. No. <laughs> How do you become a millionaire? Yeah. Start with a billion dollars, invest your money in Willie Mason. <laughs> like that. Uh, the, I love the joke. Uh, how, how do you make a small fortune in horse racing? Start off with a large one. Exactly right. I just love it. Um, why do people want to change the name of Coon Cheese because they say it's racist, but they're not worried about black currant juice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious. That's brilliant. Uh do you know what I found out during during this week when they changed the name of Coon Cheese? Mm-hmm. And it's a weird hill that you want to fucking die on about exactly. the name of a cheese, you know? It's like, nah, I draw the line at fucking Coon Cheese. It's a weird one. But apparently it was named after, after a Canadian cheesemaker, and they're not really sure that it's actually, the story is actually correct that, about his life and all that. So it's not like it's some fucking cheesemaker that was, like, in Australia. It's some Canadian dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never knew that. <laughs> Just change it. I don't know. People seem... They they seem really keen to hang on to, um, you know, racist terms wherever they can. Um, but in this case, you know, Coon Cheese is named after a person. I, I Again, it's a company. They can They can call their business whatever the fuck they want. If they think Coon Cheese is going to be giving them bad PR or whatever, and they can change it, mm. it's up to them to do it. They can do whatever the fuck they want with it. They own it. Yeah. I don't get why people are so fucking outraged over bloody names at the moment. They need to name it something cool, though. Like, because the name does stand out, right? Yeah. Because you're kind of, it's a double-take name. It's like, what? You know? So they need to name it something like ching chong cheese andrew andrew it's alliteration well i I was gonna say what would the name of cheese be in aboriginal but would they have an aboriginal word for cheese i don't i'm i'm gonna plead ignorance here okay i don't know that the aboriginal people would have been into the whole cheese making process yeah, I don't because they, would. they wouldn't have had cows. <laughs> what? Okay. What Australian native animal can you milk? <laughs> um, 
Some of the marsupials you probably could. It would it would be a challenge. Yeah, no, right. Imagine, imagine if it turned out that you could bloody milk a wombat or something. You probably can. Ah, oh, I feel like you'd get scratched to hell. Yeah, slowly. Yeah, um, it would be an ordeal. I need to I need to find out how many Australian native animals you can milk. Platypus. Yeah. It's not a big yield either, you know? Platypus cheese. You know, Tasmanian tigers were marsupials. So you could have milked a Tasmanian tiger, in theory. In theory, yes. Yeah. That would have been um that would have been at least a three man job, I'd reckon. <laughs> I reckon, yeah. <laughs> One for the front legs, one for the back legs, one to do the milking. That'd take some work. Man, I never thought we'd be talking about milking Tasmanian tigers on the there podcast. <laughs> See, ask Kenty's too scared to uh, to deal with these. Yeah, we get into the big issues. We are. Um, will the talk of another Brisbane team die out for a few years when it seems clear there isn't the talent available to loan players to the Warriors during these current times? Except there has been. Yeah, they've, there's been six or seven players loaned to the Warriors. Yeah, and they're all playing pretty damn well. Yeah. Uh, and, like, if I'm the New Zealand Warriors, I'm just doing everything I can to say, hey, stick around for another year. Because the bludgers that they've replaced... They're not winning games themselves, and this Warriors team just keeps getting better and better the more players they lose and get loaned to by other clubs. Exactly right. Um, it's also worth noting, too, that the Warriors would probably have a lot more players available if they were able to play from, you know, New Zealand. So yeah. they had to come over with a pretty small squad. A lot of them got injured. Some of them went back home. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't be drawing conclusions on player depth based on 2020. No. It's a bit rough because there's no reserve grade or lower grade competitions going on. So Yeah, it's like I, I don't think we got a problem with player depth, to be honest. I just look at the Likewise. Panthers and we've got like, shit, we must have a good 35 first graders this year. Yeah. No, it's, there's plenty of depth, plenty of players yeah. around. Um, why is Bankwest Stadium allowed to keep hosting matches even though it's consistently the slipperiest pitch in the league, even on dry days? What will it take for the venue managers to fix this? I did, however, enjoy Mitch Moses slipping over twice last week. We all did. Yeah, it was good. I, I He must have been wearing the wrong studs or something because he just I believe he was wearing slippers. Slippers. Yeah. I, you know, it it has been a slippery surface. I guess there's probably, there'd probably be an issue with sunlight getting onto the pitch just because it's so enclosed almost. Um, and, yeah, I, I guess it could be a problem. That's why I think we need enclosed sta- a big enclosed stadium in Sydney. It has been fair, used a fair bit, though, this year, too. I dare say when they put the thing together, they weren't intending for it to be used as much as it is. True. Did you see the... Uh, what was the, the ground that was getting... Oh, it was the one up in um, Townsville the new stadium in Townsville, the, the ground up there was getting chopped up quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting because that doesn't get much use. So they played 30 games at Bankwest last year. 
Mm-hmm. That's over the whole season. Yeah. They've played 40 games there so far this year. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. So I think that plays a part. And it's fine. Like, it is a bit slippery. I think it's... I think it's probably just down to the choice of grass they they went with when they opened the new stadium because um, it was slippery the first day they played on it too. Yeah, yeah. The um, Let's be honest, that's the large reason why the Tigers lost. 100%. Yeah. In fact, um, I'm willing to say it's the, the Tigers' problem because it is the Tigers' jungle, as we all know. That's right. And they just haven't, they haven't got the right footwear for the venue. Yeah. There's no way now on Parramatta were good enough to beat the Tigers any time they've played them at Bankwest. The Tigers just have gone with the wrong footwear. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So the Tigers should get those two points back. Just agree with me on that one. Okay, why yeah, not? Good, good stuff. <laughs> um, if Seabold is axed, is that the end of his career? I would say so, yeah. I can't see any reason why you'd keep him on. I mean, if you cannot be, if you cannot be at least mediocre as coach of the Brisbane Broncos, then yeah, you should be stamped never to coach ever again. Yeah, because I, I can't see him ever getting a gig in Australia. He might get one in England, but even then, I think they'd look at his record and say, "Geez, there's always someone can get talked into a shit coach." Though. Yeah, Stephen Kearney managed to get a few gigs. Yeah, exactly. Matthew Elliott coached three clubs in the NRL. I think the difference, though, is even with Matthew Elliott and Stephen Kearney, they didn't whine. And Seabold's a massive whiner. He is a fucking whinger. And they're playing the um, the Rabbitohs this week, so he's going to have another breakdown. I, I wonder <laughs> if he goes and he starts a press conference with, like, oh, I might just sign Jason Tomalolo. Because when he was talking about signing Cameron Smith, it's like, you fucking idiot. you got a thousand other things to worry about than coaching Cameron Smith, who would coach you, you dickhead. <laughs> I'm expecting the very first news article to come out this week about Bennett versus Seabold, and yeah. Seabold will probably be committed to a mental institution, and by the time the game rolls around, he'll be in a white strike jacket, rocking backwards and forwards in a chair. I am a good coach. I am a good coach. I am a good coach. Listen, if they put him in a mental institute this week, the Broncos win. Guaranteed, dead set. Yeah. Remember that they had that week where he he said, I'm just going to let them go and play golf for a week, and they won. That's right. The less influence he has, the better. (laughs) That's exactly right. That's the sign of a good coach. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Who's worse, him or Barrett? Oh, man, that's a real good one. Uh, I'm inclined to to say Seabold. He's got more experience than Barrett does. Exactly. I think if, say, you you had to roll the dice on one of them, I think I'd go with Seabold, yeah. Jim Barrett's never at any stage shown he he is a first-grade coach. He's just sort of... It's like this preordained thing of like, oh, yeah, Barrett should be a coach. And I keep thinking, like, why? Yeah. And this is, if we're honest, a large reason why Seabob was so successful at South um, in his year there was Damian Cook. Yeah. But he was untouchable. You could have put a dog in there, they would have got the same results. 
you probably would have got Joel Monaghan to sign with you too. That's a discussion for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, With all three Queensland teams struggling, is now a good time to consider adding a second Brisbane side? Yes. It's the greatest time to do it. It'll help with the uh, depth of player talent up there in Queensland. And I always think that competition sometimes is a good thing for a club that's just not getting it done. You know what would be good is because Brisbane fans yeah. are a little bit fickle. So when their team's not going too well, yeah, they tend to just drift away from the game until they come good again. Yeah, If you bring in a second Brisbane team right now, people go, oh, there's a new team, let's go follow that. And then automatically they've just got a ton of supporters. Yeah, it might be the perfect yeah. time for it, eh? Up and running. Mm. Bring in three more Brisbane sides. Just go nuts. Bring in nine of them. Yeah, let's just go crazy. Fuck it. Here's one from left field. Should okay. Ben Barber be allowed to play in the NRL again in 2021? No. No. Why? Why <laughs> would anyone be thinking that? That's he's, he's an AFL player now. He can fuck off. Yeah, he's carving it up in the wherever the fuck he's playing AFL. Yeah. Will Jack Hetherington be allowed to play against Penrith in round 14? Is there a rule for a lone player playing against his own team? I don't believe there is. Yeah, I, I, it's uh, a really good question. I don't know how that'll work. I would be surprised if Penrith said he couldn't play against them. Yeah, I don't think Penrith's that concerned about other teams at the moment, really. No. Um, Damn, they're good this year, hey? They're looking very good. Like against Manly, they were putting it on Manly, and there That's- was a. There was a little play that uh, Nathan Cleary put in where they had the back, back line set and he was, it looked like he was going to pass it and he just kicked to himself and scored. And I was like, oh, shit, that's another step he just took. That was a very delicate little grubber too. Like it barely rolled off his foot, but it, yeah. it did just enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, that first half was very near perfect. They yeah, just we, set up the second half. And that's the thing. They did all that with Kickout doing fuck all all game. Yeah, Kickow's been off the last probably three weeks. Um, Just imagine what it's going to be like when he gets back on his game again. Uh, I think no. they need to move him to the middle of the field, get get his hands on the ball, and just let him use his power. I think they're being too cute with him at the moment. Yeah. And so when he does get the ball, he, he's just, you know, it's a, the passes are going behind him. Or I just think he needs to be told, get the ball and just be a giant, you know. Yeah. Someone tell him, you are too big for everybody else. Just imagine that you're playing against a bunch of six-year-olds. Mm. Here's the ball, go. Exactly, exactly. Because he's going to make metres up the middle of the field. And I can understand why you want someone like him out wide, but I just think that they're, they're not quite at the point where they know how to use him well yet. And I think they need to just get him the ball as much as possible. I agree. Um. Is Ben Eichen going to sit on the Broncos board next year and sort out the issues at the club? <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Yeah, why not? Go for it, Ben. Yeah, what's, do what's it. the worst that could happen? I mean, he's already on the news limited payroll, so it's not like he's going to be costing the business too much money. Exactly. Just get in there and, man, eat some food, dude. You're looking a bit thin for me. He's looking a little bit pasty. Yeah. Um, 
how do you keep that whinging pickled more and Buzz Frostfield on the show? <laughs> it's a really good question. Uh, let's see. You look at all the other journos they've got on there. Buzz is actually not too bad compared to the rest. Oh, it's so it's just terrible. You've got um, Crawley, <laughs> Kent, Cooper, um, some other dickheads. I don't know their names. I don't watch it anymore. Yeah, I stopped watching. I have I I think I've maybe watched. I think I watched half an episode earlier this year, and that was enough for me. Yeah, I, if I want to hate watch something now, I just hate watch Graham Annesley's ref conferences on Monday morning. <laughs> I hate watch. I hate watch the ABC a lot. So mainly ABC News. I'll chuck that on, have a coffee, and hate watch that a little bit. Yeah, that just puts me to sleep. Yeah, how do, you, how do you hate watch it? It's so boring. <laughs> I'm a also, person. They're also, they're also dreary and monotone and drab. They're, they're worse than me. They really are. No, <laughs> you're not fucking dreary and monotone and drab. Come on, man. You're, you're 50% of the fastest growing rugby league podcast in the world. Yeah, that's only because you need someone to do the intro. <laughs> <laughs> just, just wait till I can teach Siri to do it. Exactly right. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I need somebody that can actually that actually is willing to sit here and talk to me about what marsupials you could milk. Not many people right. could do that. <laughs> that's some sort of fucking like special, you know. I, I reckon you've got some sort of certificate that you're not telling me about. <laughs> I've got lots of certificates. <laughs> I've got them all off the internet. <laughs> um, how does the new Brisbane Broncos leadership ticket of Icon and Kevin Walters sound to commence the club's rebirth? Oh, I tell you what, the idea of putting two absolute unknowns when it comes to club management into a club that's struggling doesn't sound like a great idea to me. But as far as someone from you know who's a New South Wales supporter, I say go for it. Yeah, I get behind this move. Uh, who else could you get in there? You know who I'd get in there? Darius Boyd. Get... Yeah, why not? Yeah, Why he's, no he good, just... he's no good player anymore. Make him, I don't know, secretary or some shit. Yeah. Get him out off the playing field and let him make money being a board member. Yeah. Can't be that hard. Darren Lockie's doing it. Yeah. Not doing Although it well, Dar- but he's doing it. <laughs> I tell you what, Darren Lockie had become a board member and his hair started growing back. How about that? Maybe that's what Cameron Smith should be aiming at doing. Yeah, but Cameron Smith, I mean, he's already one of the hairiest human beings that walks the planet. Yeah, and from it's the, just from, from the nose down, but from the nose up. Yeah. It's not working out too well. True, true. Can you imagine if he come out one day and he just shaved his head? Wouldn't he look weird with his shaved head? He would. We should send him some manscaped. I was thinking we, of that. Yeah, we'll send him the lawnmower 3.0. We'll, we'll, actually, we'll send it to Barb. What do you reckon? I'm, I can't say anything. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Andrew. I'm out. <laughs> okay. Um, is it realistic to think at this point the only teams that can realistically win the Premiership this year are the Storm, Roosters, Eels, and Panthers, and maybe the Raiders on the cusp? Storm, Eels, Roosters, Roosters. Eels, Panthers. I, I tend to think that it is between the Panthers, the Eels, and the Storm. I think that the Roosters have copped just one or two too many injuries, and I think that that 
like where we're at now, it's a problem. I think when you get to the end of the season, it's a big, much bigger problem. I don't see the Raiders as being a contender at all. Um, I don't see anybody else being a contender. I really do. I think it's a three-horse race at the moment. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Storm Roosters, Eels, and Panthers. I think the Roosters are showing that they can they can both grind out a win and can put a team away if they need to. Um, Storm are feeling much the same. Eels and Panthers, because they're not consistently top of the table teams year in year out like the Storm and the Roosters have been over the recent few years. Mm-hmm. My only concern is, especially given the Panthers are quite a young team, is um, they could be just one loss away from dropping their bundle and having like two or three bad weeks. Yeah. And that's just typical way up to a lot of young teams. When they're on song and their confidence is up, they are hard to beat though because they'll just, they'll keep trying shit and magic will just happen around them because of it because that's just what confidence does. I mean, the 2005 West Tigers and the 2003 Panthers are classic examples of that. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where the Panthers are. They can either just blitz everyone this year and get the title or they might go close and just fall in a bit of a heap at the end. I'm not too sure yet. And it's because they haven't really been pressured too much this year. The draw has favoured them a little bit. Um, Parramatta... uh, Parramatta got the makings to be the absolute favourites to win the comp. But you just know in the back of your head, somewhere along the line, they're going to choke when it matters. And you can sort of see them wobbling a little bit. Like, I I still think they're a contender, but, like, they're just... I don't know. There's something about them. It, it it's not hitting all of the the points that it was earlier on in the year. And look, they're still winning games, and that's the important thing. Um, I think the thing for the Panthers is that they they rely on so many youngsters out wide, and like these players are super young. Like it's the first couple of seasons of first grade, and they're still learning the game, and, and I think that that could end up being a little bit of an issue. Um, but if Crichton keeps going well, Naden is, is getting better and better as the season goes on. You know, they, they can turn it around. Staines is like, I mean, what? how crazy was that when he gets the ball, he scores, he gets the ball, he scores, and they have to take him off the field because he does his hammy. And it's like if they hadn't taken him off the field, he might have scored again. Yeah, I know he was. That kid's playing with just an absolute gutload of of uh, confidence right now. Everything he does is just turning up bloody trumps. Yeah, and and like that's the. Th- I I feel as though with the Panthers, the thing they've got to get is some of these young outside backs to realize, you know, how good they are and what they can actually do. And if they start doing that, then it's going to be a real problem for the other teams in the competition, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how about St. George and Illawarra split? St. George merged with the Titans, so the Illawarra region has a full-time team. The Titans? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are they talking about? Some people just shouldn't be allowed on the internet. <laughs> That's so fucking stupid. Oh, crazy. Um, that's just a no everywhere there. Sure, it'd be good if you had a team of their time, but, you know, they kind of have one with St. George at the moment, so suck it up. Yeah, exactly. Um, with Queensland Rugby League on its knees at the moment, should we scrap the idea of a second Brisbane team and have a team in Perth? 
Well, Volandis doesn't want a team in Perth, and he doesn't want a team in Perth because Channel 9 doesn't want a team in Perth. Um, I think we need both. I think we need a team in Brisbane and we need a team in Perth. I think we need a team in Adelaide. Agreed. Um, could we please have another four stories this week, how the Roosters are paying all their players to can a solo on a pie per match? Seriously, 15 of 16 sets of fans are fed up with a BSU mob fetus. The other set believe in unicorns. Uncle Nick <laughs> controls you all. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. I, I really do. The more I think about this Sonny Bill Williams sign and they're going to make, the more outrageous I think it is. Um, I don't think Sonny Bill Williams is going to have any impact whatsoever. I, I tend to agree. I didn't see him play, but I, I you know, I trust your judgment. Um, will Kenty be Ben's assistant when he's CEO of Brisbane Broncos? Please say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, could you imagine it? It's it would be interesting to see. Um, you know, Ben, I, I I don't understand why people want old footy players running footy clubs, especially one like the like the thing about the Broncos, they've got shareholders. Yeah, like the people that are shareholders in a sports organization, they're not sitting around saying, you know, it'd be good, Ben Iken. Like, that's not how it works. We're not all fucking morons like Parramatta Eels fans that, you know, sent all the fucking 80s team to run the club. Yeah, that's worked out well, hasn't it? Yeah. They did it like three or four different times with a different group of people. It was brilliant. (laughs) Um, Amy Walter at Trade With Amy FX says, The Australian dollar has flown to a 15-month high, I think, so a number of factors have created a powerful tailwind. (laughs) I just wanted to throw that in there because the hashtags she's thrown in there have all been all about, you know, SEO shit. And a lot of them shouldn't be attached to this. So she's got. Is the Australian dollar at an all time high? I fucking hope not. No. Um, Hashtag Forex News, hashtag AUD, hashtag Forex Trading, hashtag Forex, hashtag Forex Analysis, hashtag Scotty from Marketing, hashtag (laughs) BLM Sydney, hashtag Black Lives Matter Australia, hashtag Ask Kenty. Wow. It's just we can get her on to do some of our um <laughs> some of our PR. I get you know what? I get fucking smashed by emails every single day from people trying to sell me SEO stuff. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I had one a few weeks back and they were um they'd been through <laughs> it was a it was a company that sold um kitchenware and cookery and stuff like that yeah and they'd obviously done a scan of our website and found the word walk in there (laughs) 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 we're trying to get us to do a link to their website via the page that had warren ryan's information on there (laughs) that's fucking brilliant (laughs) the best spam ever (laughs) oh shit um is there a conflict of interest if Phil Gould abstains from pursuing a career as a player agent, allowing Volandis to utilise his experience of fixing the game's fledgling pathways and junior development systems? I don't think that's what Phil wants to do. Phil wants no. to pretty much destroy referees. Yeah, he just, all he wants to do is get rid of most of the rules and all of the referees in the bunker and just decide what's allowed and what isn't on whims. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't think Phil Good should be anywhere near the NRL H court. No. Anyway, 
Uh, in 2017, the NRL did not allow the Eels to sign Jared Hay for anything less than $600,000, citing that that was his market value after being on $1.2 million at the Titans. How is SBW's market value set at $150,000 grand pro rata if his current Wolfpack contract value is $5 million? I agree 100%. That is a very good message. I bet that wasn't read out on there. Um, I, I don't understand how that could be possible in any way. It isn't. Because, I mean, you raised it yourself in the episode not too long ago about how Israel Folau was also denied an opportunity to go and sign at the Eels because apparently they undervalued him. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it like it, there's no way you can get around the five million bucks. If you say, look, Sonny Williams isn't worth five million dollars, the fact is that he is worth whatever he was able to negotiate on his deal. And somebody out there believes he was worth five million bucks a year. He can't then all of a sudden be worth 150 grand for the rest of the year. It's ridiculous. It certainly is. Um, should players be penalised for faking, i.e. Nathan Brown faking a crusher tackle, then immediately jumping up when the whistle blew and taking the next hit up? It's a plague on the game right now. Look, I think everyone should be penalised for faking it, don't you? Yeah, it's... It's hard to police, though. It really is, because sometimes people are really convincing when they fake it. Oh, yeah. Very convincing. And, like, at some level, do you really care? I think in most cases you probably don't. Yeah, it's like, all right, you faked it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's, I suppose, some may see it as cheating. See, I don't. Because it's... Because it's not, it's not. Uh, it's not being it's, it's genuine. Dis, it's disingenuine, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So people would say that's cheating, but uh, at the end of the day, it's it's who cares? Yeah, like if you know, if people want to fake it, it doesn't bother me. Just fucking wipe it off and get on with your day. Well, that's right. I mean, in this instance, just like every other case where there's faking going on. Got smashed just shortly after again anyway. Exactly, yeah. That's a good point. Mm. So, let's not worry about it. Um, ask Kenty, scrunch or fold? <laughs> what the fuck? Why would you want to know how Paul Kent wipes his ass? <laughs> I'd probably say he uses his tongue. Um, <laughs> and then he writes his article. Ugh. Um, taking Buzz Rothfield out of the equation, do you think Gus would be a good candidate to look at participation and pathways in rugby league? Buzz's dislike of the bloke is causing him to turn a blind eye to the things Gus set up in the Bathurst region. I just don't want it. I think Phil Gould's boring. There's no doubt that Phil Gould is good when it comes to setting up junior pathways and stuff like that. But as we said before, that's not his interest. He's not interested in setting up junior pathways in rugby league. He's interested in destroying the referee system. Yeah, and look, here's another thing too, right? It's not going to take a fucking genius to sort out the junior pathways in the biggest junior fucking basin on planet Earth, you know? It, like, it was always going to work. The, th the problem the Panthers had is they stopped using their juniors altogether at one point, and you just needed to start using them again. Yep. Um, like, it's not like he come in and 
revolutionized some system where everyone was like, oh, my God, this is so different. It was just they started using their juniors again. Yeah. It, it just mattered a priority. Yeah. That's all it was. Um, Barry Hall's next opponent has been confirmed to Sonny Bill Williams. Who do you think will win that fight? Um, I dare say main event. Yeah. Because that boxing fight will be boring as hell. I think Sonny Bill Williams has only fought against um, aging bus drivers and greengrocers. Bums. Yeah. And Barry Hall doesn't know how to fight. So, And he's so bad, he actually demanded his last one to be made half as long so that he could he, he could actually last the distance. And then yep. got a shambolic draw. And the, uh, you know, this celebrity boxing shit, uh, it's just pantomime to me. It's it's garbage. It really is. Um, who wins the boxing fight between Buzz and Gus? <laughs> oh wow, this is a really good question. Um, oh, it'd have to be Gould, surely. Like it'd have to be. Yeah, Phil Rothfield. Phil Rothfield looks like a a fucking stiff breeze and push him over. <laughs> and it like the only Phil time the only time Buzz good. raises his hand is to put. Put another beer to his gob. Yeah, I love how he wears his glasses all the way down on the end of his nose, eh? They just shake their way down there. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I never thought when we started this podcast that I'd probably be the one most likely to get us taken off the air. I, yeah, yeah I, like I try to be good, you know, but every so often you fucking say some shit and I'm like, man. <laughs> He's pushing the boundaries here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. Will Fafita do his three years, get the cash, and return to Brisbane? And or will the likes of Haas follow him out the door? I reckon... I, I Look, I think that... Uh, I'd be kind of surprised if he went straight back to Brisbane. My guess is that I wouldn't be shocked if Haas left. They're going to have to pay through the fucking nose to keep him. I wouldn't be surprised if he left as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to the Cowboys. Ooh, that's interesting. No evidence on there. Just a, uh, just an opinion I'm throwing out there. Could you imagine Haas and Tamalolo in the same team? That would be ridiculous. Yeah. And you know what the Cowboys would do? They'd get rid of Cohen Hess and Seabold would buy him. <laughs> you would. Man, every time I watch Cohen Hess, I'm like, it's really weird to me because when you think of him at his best a couple of years ago and you look at him now and the way he's playing right now is the best he's played in a couple of years. And it's just so-so, you know? And you, yeah. you wonder to yourself, like, what what changed for him that he goes from looking like a potential monster on the field to you just don't have to think about him if you're the opposition now. Someone needs to piss him off. I think he's had a coach that's looked after him and gave him cuddles when he actually what he needed was just massive kicks in the ass all the time. Yeah. And I think if you got him pissed off and fired him up, you'd actually find him playing some bloody unbelievable footy. But mm-hmm. he's just playing like someone who's comfortable. He does, yeah. That's a good that's a good way to describe it. Uh, yeah, he needs to fire up because he's he's got the potential to be an absolute fucking beast. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, 
Watch every day from the UK. You mentioned the fair decom stakes most days. What are the fair decom stakes, and do Fox have the TV rights for it? (laughs) (laughs) The fair decom stakes sounds like a horse race, doesn't it? Well, I was going to say, given that they're in the UK, fair fair decom stakes here, they're about, I don't know, you can get two for about half a kilo. Yeah. They're, They're at least around about three quarters to an inch thick. They're not like those pieces of shit you've got over there in the UK, which look like just slightly fatter slices of cheese. Yeah, well, and we, we feed ours, like, grass as well. That's a big thing. A lot of the yeah. world doesn't feed theirs grass. So, they yeah, they other cows. and juicy. <laughs> they just feed theirs other cows. Yeah, the cows' brains, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, the fair dick of steaks are the ones we get here. They're, they're about 350, 400 grams in size. They're, like, decent size. That That's what I mean, we... Over here in Australia, we have that for breakfast and lunch, sometimes dinner. Yeah. The good thing about English steak compared to the UK steak, the UK steak, you have it. Chances are in a year and a half, you can be break dancing. Like, <laughs> it's not good. Or a barrier three at the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Canty, should we look to remove the bunker and give teams three captain's challenges a game instead? <laughs> yeah. It's going to work. That's Christ. Okay, how are we going to do it? There's no fucking bunker to do it with. Yeah. <laughs> go, go to the bunker. Hello? Hello? <laughs> oh, some people are fucking stupid. Um, That's brilliant, though. Hey? <laughs> with SPW potentially being signed to two different clubs in rugby league, could this open the door down the line for the English players to come over for three to six months loans or vice versa? Well, no, because Volantis is only making this rule for the Roosters. I mean, SPW. <laughs> And there's also the thing of, like, you know, in England, the rugby league season is played during our season. So why are the clubs going to loan their players to Australian teams when they could have them playing in England? Exactly right. You idiot. (laughs) Oh, crazy. You know what we're doing here? We're tapping in to the people that actually watch NRL 360. Exactly right. Um Sunnyville signing for the Roosters is pathetic. How many Origin and Test players can you have? Are they all on 300k third-party deals? Well, I thought we discussed earlier it was a can of Solo and a pie. Yeah, yeah. Which is a good deal. I'd sign for that. I'd, I'd be keen. Yeah. It'd want to be a, a pretty good pie, though, not just like a... None of those Mrs. Max things that are in the fucking Bay Marie. Those things are like chewing into a brick. Yeah, yeah. You, you want a pie. Yeah. You What's your favourite type of pie, by the way? It's got to come from a bakery, first, yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. Um, I don't mind the potato pie. Mm-hmm. Um, beef, cheese, and bacon is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one with egg in it. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't mind I, a few the odd pies. See, I like I my favourite one is probably a curry pie. I think I love curry pies. Yeah, they're not too bad. Yeah. I can handle that. Um, hey, Kenty, why does the NRL have the under-21s in reserve grade around anymore? Do you think this would be useful to help giving young players like Joseph Suali a leg up before playing first grade? The, <laughs> the, the, like, the people fucking forget what happened last year. Like, we had, we have reserve grade. It's just not on now. 
That's exactly right. Fuck. <laughs> uh, here's one that's a, a name from from where I grew up. Okay. Is it too late for the Tigers to sign Barney Hazlitt? Barney Hazlitt. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah. He was the youngest player to get signed to a contract, I believe, at the time. And it was oh, 90... I'm thinking 96. Yeah. He would have been 14, I think, 13 or 14 years old. I reckon Barney... 13. Barney would definitely be in the Matthew Johns, like, prime of his career time. Oh, he's 37. Yeah. And he has been, I, I believe, after he failed in Sydney, he went to... Um, Fails a harsh word. Sorry, Barney. Um, he just decided he didn't want to be in Sydney anymore, so he went back to, to Tumbarumba. And he was yeah. captain coach for the Tumbarumba team there for a few years. Oh, there you go. How so, good was Tumbarumba? Um, they they left Group 9 because they weren't doing very well, and now they're in some other competition, which is really average. Okay. Um, yeah. So, But he could probably go to, say... The Bulldogs have become captain coach there. Why not? He would not be a worse option than Trent Barrett. Yeah, someone get on the phone to fucking old eyeliner. He'll get him in there. Absolutely. Um, Paul, would you like to be... Oh, Paul, would you like to be your co-host on NRL 360 in 2021 when Ben Eichen takes up the Broncos? Oh, who? Who? Who'd, who would be a good co-host for oh, he, Paul Kemp? He'd buzz. Imagine, god damn, that would be the most dreary fucking show in history, eh? Like, Buzz try not to fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to see uh, Mike Tyson be his co-host. Ooh. Can you imagine that? Actually, you know who I'd like to see there? Who? Mark Geyer. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because Paul Kent would be about to pipe up and say something in... In response to something Mark Guy says. And then he'd look across at MG and MG would just be staring there with his fist clenched. Just looking at him. <laughs> he'd be staring a hole through him and, and Kent, he'd just go, I agree with you, MG. <laughs> Good boy, Paul. Move on to the next topic. <laughs> that's that's even better than Mike Tyson. Get Mark Absolutely. That'd fucking be great. Um... Kenty, while you've got Damien Cook on tonight, can you ask him to stop throwing crash balls, start running again and playing his natural game and stop trying to game manage? Remind him there's only one Cameron Smith. Well, yeah, he's got to learn how to game manage. That's what most good nines end up having to do at some stage. Yeah. I, I think the criticism of him is a bit over the top, hey, because I think what you're seeing is a lot of teams now have seen him play for a couple of years so they know what to watch for with him. And he's still dangerous. He's still very dangerous. Yes. The thing he's is, also, you, that, that South Pack shit. It really is. And you cannot be, especially when you're in the spine, you cannot be a one-trick pony because yeah. you'll just get found out real fast and shut down. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think Wayne Bennett's trying to develop his game a bit further. I think it's a good thing. And there'll always be a, you know, a bit of teething, teething issues when that's going on. But I think it's for the... For the betterment of Damien Cook's career long term. Yeah, and like using a criticism of like there's only one Cameron Smith, it's like, yeah, there literally is in the whole history of the game. Like that's not a bad thing. That's like you're you're lining him up against the best hooker ever. 
Yeah, and it's not a it's not a bad thing to be photocopying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did you want him to photocopy? Chad Randall? I don't know. Chad Randall. I don't know what people want. <laughs> Chad Randall. Oh, um, those are the days. Annesley comes out after each bunker blunder and explains why it was wrong. With it happening so often, why isn't he in the bunker to oversee decision-making processes? He is the referrer's boss, after all. That's a good point, actually. I don't I want Annesley in the bunker. I do. I want the. I want him to shut his fucking mouth, put his fucking laser pointer away, and go in and do the job if it's so easy to sort out. See how, long it, Graham. see how long it takes him to talk about why one decision was wrong every Monday? Imagine if he's got to make bloody 30 decisions in a, four, in a weekend. Yeah. but just there like, for a week. But just get him in there, and so on Monday, he's got to fucking discuss why he fucked on, up. On Monday, he's still deliberating the decisions on Saturday. They haven't even finished the games on Sunday yet. <laughs> he, he, I bet his only thing, he'll be like, I'll do it, but... I want to be in a small screen in the corner with the camera on me as I'm deciding. Exactly. Get a shot at the Rolex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is Ash Taylor coming good under Holbrook? Should he be backed as the main half of the Tides next year or should they be on the lookout for a key six or seven? They should look to get rid of him at the very first opportunity. He's not coming good. No. Nah. Um, his time is done. Yeah. If I was Ash Taylor, I'd be sending the manager over to the UK and saying, can you find me a, you know, a comp to plane over there? Yeah, yeah. I'd say find, like, surely you can put together a 30-second highlights package of my career, send that to some club over there, and just get me a job, dude. I need a job, because this one's about to fucking leave. Yep. Um, with the abundance of talent now at New South Wales disposal, do you think they should reintroduce city versus country? No. You'd love it back, wouldn't you? I would, but it's got to be... It can't be the way it was done before. Mm-hmm. It can't be New South Wales city versus country. It needs to be an Australian city versus country. Are you playing so, with your microphone? Just a little bit. That and a pocket knife. Nice. Um, <laughs> I... Look, I, I I just think that there's other games I'd rather see, I guess. That's fair enough. But that's the thing. I don't think it's ever going to come back. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to do it properly, then it has to be a nationwide city versus country, not just what New if, South Wales. What if they did the nationwide city versus country and it was, it was almost took the place of the PM's 13 game against PNG, where it was like a, a way to keep possible test players up for it? No, because I don't want to damage the development of international sides. I think what we need to do, though, is make sure that we're not alienating country players either. And that's kind of the issue I had with City Country being shut down, is that that, it closed off that that little window, I guess. Yeah. They, They kind of botched it. You know, back in the early 90s when they made it Origin, so they, it was just a whole heap of city players playing in the country team as well. Yeah. You know, they, and they stopped, they got rid of the seconds game, which was genuine players who were playing in the country, from the country, playing against, you know, essentially up-and-coming city stars. That yeah. game should have stayed on the, on the market. Another oh, thing they could do with it is make it Australia and New Zealand city versus country. 
Well, that'd be interesting. How would you be able to tell in New Zealand when a country starts? Well, anyone that's not in Auckland. Yeah, pretty much. Eh? <laughs> I, yeah, I, um, I, I don't know. I, the, it just left a real bad, bad thing for me. Like when they would have plays from fucking the central coast and say they're from the country, it's like, go away. Yep. And people from the country hated that. Yeah. Oh, look, people from Newcastle and Wollongong are being picked in the country team. Yeah. Yeah. How many sheep are in Newcastle and Wollongong? Exactly. It's just the Johns Brothers. Yeah. It's not the fucking country. It was country back in the 1920s. It's not the country anymore. Exactly. Um, I'll run the bunker for two pies and a six-pack. Who do I talk to? How much do you does, talk to? Gary that, that does sound like Phil Gould. <laughs> do you reckon um, Phil Gould eats pies? Yes. I, I remember he used to go on about the Chinese food at South, South Juniors, I think it was. Yes. He went on about that a lot. Yes. He does like his Chinese food. Yeah. Um, in the NRL, is there a scholarship or internship program for young players which can be used for players 17 years and below? I think clubs have that option. They used to anyway in the 90s. I mean, that's what Barney Hasler got signed up under. Mm. And back then the thing was you, you know, he got signed as a 13-year-old. The idea was for your last three years of high school, years 10, 11, and 12, you went to uh, whatever school it was they were affiliated with. It might have been Parramatta Maris or something like that. Mm. And you had to get certain certain scores in your exams to continue getting the money from the scholarship thing to go into playing in their lower grades and stuff like that, which I believe he did do. Yeah. I mean, his mother was a was a teacher in a high school, so he was, mm. he was pretty cluey anyway. Um, so I, I don't know if that's how it fully worked out, but they had similar systems like that along, you know, along those sort of lines, I guess. Yeah. And, Which and is like, loosely, loosely based on what the U S models are for basketball players and the like. Yeah. And the, the, um, like they, they're trying to bring in rules so that clubs can't sign players below a certain age. Um, and it's ma- mainly kind of to save themselves from themselves. Exactly. And to help cut costs because they don't mind cutting costs, but they want to make sure everyone else is cutting costs as well. But the fact of the matter is if, look, if you're a good young footy player and you're in your teens at least, somebody's somebody's got their hook in you. And it might not be official, but you're getting paid. Exactly right. Um. When Craig Bellamy eventually retires, who would be a good coach for the Storm? Cameron Smith. Yep. I was going to say that. There you go. Great minds think alike. Absolutely. Is Ben Eichmann about to leave Kenty and take up a leadership role with the Broncos? Yes. <laughs> Is Seabold in the running for coach of the year asking for a friend? <laughs> 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 um, who should take over at the Warriors? Jeff Tuvey. Yeah, I'd have had him there. Sean Wayne. I dare say he's top of the list now. I hope Sean Wayne gets it. That'd be such a Warriors move. Ah, really would be. They they get Sean Wayne in, but then he brings in some English assistant as well, and then they sack Wayne, and then the English assistant gets the job. 
and then they put it back out to tender. They don't sign the the Walker brothers, and then they sign like one of the Iros. <laughs> Just pick any of the Iros, you know. Why not? I think one of them's already been a coach of the Warriors, so I might have to pick the other one. Yeah. Um, should the charge down rule get revamped? Why should the opposition get six again when a kick gets charged down? If they aren't, if they can't clear the defensive line, why should they get rewarded? That's a Karen one, isn't it? It is a bit. Um, with the Toronto Wolfpack Aussie players available, is there any interest in Ricky Latelli? Quality player could help bolster any three-quarter line coming into the finals. I believe yep. the Warriors were looking at him. Well, okay, so there's some interesting news about him today. Just uh, Sunday night it came out. And it's uh, from the Daily Telegraph. It was written by our good friend Phil Rothfield of the Sydney Daily Telegraph. Uh, the NRL has been forced to back down on a decision to ban the Melbourne Storm from signing Toronto Wolfpack star Ricky Latelli for the rest of the year. Um, Latelli is basically this, the Storm wanted to sign him on a very small contract that they were knocked back. But then with Sonny Bill Williams going to the Roosters, it, it sounds like they've got to sort of backflip on that and let the Storm sign him. Only for a really, really small contract for the rest of the year. But uh, that's an interesting story, that one. It certainly is. Um, I think Latelli would be a handy player for, for any side to pick up. I'd, I'd, ideally, if any team's going to pick up players from the Wolfpack, I'd prefer the Warriors get them. Um, yeah, I... I, I would too. Like if they if the NRL ever said to the Warriors, look, you can bring any of the Wolfpack players in. Don't worry about the salary cap. I think that would have been fine with most people. Um, but the way it is, I mean, one's going to the Roosters, one's going to the Storm. Like that's fucking ridiculous. It really is. And with that last comment, we've done all of the Ask Kenties. Well, there you go. That's that was a good one, actually. I'm glad that we went through the Ask Kenties. It's been a yeah. while, and uh, they tossed up some interesting ones. Exactly. It was it was a good chat. An awful lot of interest in Ben Eichen becoming Bronco CEO. Yeah, that's a weird one, hey? Yeah, I don't quite get that. Yeah, I don't know why he's even in that conversation, but anyway. Yeah, he doesn't jump into my head as like I don't watch him and think, man. I, Wish he was running my club. Yeah. Um, now, a bit of news out of the footy for this weekend. Yeah. Um, on Sunday, Cameron Smith got a little bit of a niggling injury to his shoulder. Looks yep. like he could be out for two to three weeks. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad that it's only a short-term injury. Um, you know, it, they've got so much cover for him. They should be fine. But, yeah, it would have been really terrible if he'd done his shoulder, even if it was for, say, two months. Like, yeah. that would put his season, you know, under a big cloud. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting to see what what's going to happen with his contract at the end of the year. Um, Craig Bellamy also, he's, he's not committing to staying beyond his uh, contract, which ends at the end of next season. Yeah, which he's done every single time he's come off contract and then That's signed. That's right the biggest coaching deals in the history of the game, basically. Um, so the Storm CEO has come out and said that he wants to keep Cameron Smith and um, Craig Bellamy at the club for as long as he possibly can. Yeah. And one, he can do, and that would be Bellamy. The other one, I don't know how long he can keep Cameron Smith on the field for. 
Yeah, <laughs> although, like, you watch Cameron Smith play now, and there's not one single hint that it's leaving him. No. Although, it doesn't look like he's losing the um the passion for it either, which is the other good thing. Yeah, and, uh, like, although you've got to say, when, for some players, it just disappears. Like, remember, it just went on, on uh, Jonathan Thurston. Like, yeah. he turned up the next season, and it was like, oh, he's done. So, it can happen. Yes, yes, it certainly can, and very quickly, too. Yeah, it's like it happened to Matt Moylan a couple of years ago. Yeah, after about three seasons, really, wasn't yeah. it? Happened yeah. happened a couple of years ago to Sean Johnson. <laughs> oh, it's been yeah, crazy. I'm just being cruel. You're just being cruel, but you know what? That's what people want to hear. Yeah, they do. I saw some people um, trying to give the Panthers shit about... Um, being successful. Uh, well, it's weird because people are trying to put the boot into the Panthers fans about the Panthers and it's about weird things like oh you're still upset you've lost Matt Moylan it's like no we never were upset of losing Matt Moylan have you seen him play yeah exactly and it's just the worst time and it's the worst supporter base because I think of all the supporter bases in the NRL the Panthers one is about as chilled as you'll find and so we're just all so over the moon and happy to be in the position we're in that there's really nothing that you can say about the Panthers that would get us upset at all. Like we're just like if somebody said, you know what, you're going to get to the grand final and you're going to choke, we'd probably be like, cool, we're going to the grand final. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, it's it's a it's, I I've got to say because like last year, obviously, I was thinking. Remember, there was that podcast I got on, and I was drunk after all bad Panthers loss. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that today and I was thinking how it's such a big difference this year and the enjoyment that I'm getting watching the Panthers and how happy I am about the season, I just can't put into words. It's like, it's incredible to be uh, supporting a team that looks so good at, at this point of the year and just take whatever comes, you know? Yeah, unlike last year, the, their attack is actually clicking this year. It's, it's working um, with a bit of harmony, which is what was missing last year. Last year, it was just it was almost like they, they met each other for the first time every mm. week. Mm. And yeah. I also, I also yeah. think the new rules that they're playing under the six again and all that, it, it's just perfect for the Panthers' lineup. Yeah, they've got a very fast mobile side, so they're able to capitalise on those six again. Mm. Now, I did have some news here um, from another sport. Mm-hmm. Um, AFL Media stands down journalist Mitch Cleary for sharing Brooke Cochin's spa trip Instagram post. How's that for a game, eh? They can they can step down one of their own people in the media for for sharing a picture of some wag going on a spa trip. So but, was it? But is, but players who do sexual misdemeanors and drug taking stuff like that, they get like three warnings. Yeah, that's a weird one. It, like, does he work for the AFL? Yeah, he's from the AFL Media. Okay, so he they've basically stood him down for for the bad publicity that his story brought up. After he shared a public post made by someone else on Instagram. Okay, mm, that's a that's a weird one, hey. 
Mm. I guess it, it shows that they're not journalists. That if you work for the league, you're not a journalist. You're a you're a, a comms person. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I just thought it was uh, stunning hypocrisy from the AFL. It is a little bit. It's funny that uh, you know you get at the and this is what it comes down to: supply and demand. They can get a thousand you know, supposed journalists to work for them. There's only X number of players that can kick a ball, miss a goal and score a point, and then do math. Well, <laughs> that X number is pretty big. Yeah. I, it was funny. I was listening to a podcast with some of the um, US comedians that I listened to. This was about a year ago, and they were saying how... Um, Australia's only a small country, but there's so many sports, big sports leagues here. And they were basically saying, if you're over six foot two and you don't play professional sport in Australia, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> I thought it was a funny way to look at it. <laughs> it's not far from wrong, though. Yeah, it's like you, you kind of, you kind of have just chosen a different path or something i guess you know it's you've been a failure as a human let's be honest <laughs> yeah, you know. I, I i have a i i have a relative that lives in another country that is i don't know if i've said this on the podcast before they're six foot eight and they they are built wider across than willie mason <laughs> and they have zero interest in sport what a waste of a human yeah they they it's it's interesting and and like I'm I'm directly related to this person and they're the biggest person I've ever been near um and like normally somebody that's six foot eight they're proportionally not like you know that they're, they're so tall they're lean and tall well this person's actually fucking wide really wide not fat or anything just built big boned and uh absolutely shocking to see and they've they have no interest in sport at any level in any capacity it was it was interesting what's it like seeing you know for you seeing possibly the only person you've ever come across who's taller than you it was interesting like i the first time i've ever had to look up at someone you know so i was a little bit surprised by it i was like wow you know um yeah, that was different. That's good. Um, <laughs> another piece of news. Um, the NRL is reporting investigating a packed Sunshine Coast crowd for the game that was on yesterday between the Storm and the Knights. Yeah, it was a fucking good crowd. <laughs> That's, all of a sudden, that is a problem. <laughs> uh, that we can't packed, have big crowds. We packed in there, hey? Yeah, they've got plenty in there. Um, and Broncos veteran Darius Boyd is filthy. His side let slip a near certain win against the Sharks, and he's frustrated having to keep apologising for Brisbane's performances. It's not about B, me, Boyd told the Sydney Herald when asked if he was happy with his own improved performance. Will he be okay? Like, oh, I'm sure he had a cry. God, these these fucking Brisbane players. They lose a few games in a row and they just fall apart and they're like, stop asking me about the losses. I think I think what we're getting here that we've come across is Anthony Seabold is too much of a soft cock with his own team play. Team, you know, he needs to get out there and start kicking some ass. 
Yeah, I think he's trying to be all their friends. He's too busy trying to work out why Brooke Taylor's trying to destroy him. Well, that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just not focused in the right areas. He's too busy thinking like lying in bed at night and his team is fucking just a shambles and he's lying in bed at night thinking, Man, I loved Coach Cameron Smith. How good would that be? <laughs> oh man. I'm just so glad that we're not going to lose David Fafita. Not going to happen on my watch. I still think he's going to get Andrew Fafita's brother back. Yeah, the, the other David Fafita. Okay, I got him back. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be the best fucking <laughs> troll ever? If they said David Fafita resigns for the signs for the Broncos for four years, and Broncos <laughs> fans go fucking nuts. <laughs> and then David Fafita turns up from fucking, wait, what is it, Wakey that he plays yeah, for? Yeah, Wakefield. Yeah. No, I'm not this one. Go, yeah, guess what else? We signed it for $4 million as well. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great. Oh, I want to see that so much. Well, that was a stunning episode. Yeah, I think we did really well. I enjoy Ask Canties, hey? They are fantastic. My, my favourite uh, podcast episodes, these ones. Yeah, they take us down lots of different paths, and um, that's always fun. Yeah, and um, dare I say it, the only rugby podcast where you'll hear about uh, you know, milking wombats. Were you just going to say wanking wombats? <laughs> you sure. were, weren't you? <laughs> could you wank a wombat? I bet you could wank a wombat. <laughs> of course you can. Where's John Monahan? Uh, he's probably at the pound. Um, <laughs> on that note, if you want to uh, have a chat with us, you can catch us on Twitter at Fergo Freak Pod. We're on Instagram at Fergo Freak Pod. You can go to our website, FergoOnTheFreak.com. We've got a contact us section there. Yeah. You can also email me. Oh, you know what? And next we episode, we'll answer our emails. Oh, good. We've got a few of those too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Um, and, of course, big shout-out to our sponsors, Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Go to manscaped.com, put in the code NRL, get 20% off your purchase, free shipping. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee if you're not satisfied with the product, but you will be. I recommend the Lawnmower 3.0. It is the just top-of-the-line Manscaped, and you'll be able to do, like, designs, you know, you don't need to go for just like, you know, whatever. You can put in designs. You can put like arrows and landing strips and, you know, anything. It, it's fantastic. And when so when you drop your DAX and you, she'll be like, wow. It's, you know, gets out the pencil and starts like, or a pen or the thick black marker and starts <laughs> like, because you've shaved in like a, you know, a one of those mazes in your junk. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, find out where the in and out mark is. As <laughs> you do. Yeah. That'd um, be great. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if you do that, send a send a picture to Freaky's email. Yeah, why not? If you if you can if you can get the man the uh, Lawmar three point from Manscape, right? And you can actually shave into your pubes a a maze. Send me a picture of it. Absolutely. I reckon we could probably, in some at some level, 
we could probably edit it so that we could put it on Instagram, hey? Of course we could. Yeah. Yeah. I like the I like the way you're like, of course we could. <laughs> Man, I use MS Paint all the time. We can do anything. Yeah. It won't be the first time I've had that Photoshop, you know, junk out of a picture. Exactly. A piece of cake. And uh, on that great on that great note. <laughs> use, uh, use the code NRL. 20%. Yes, definitely. At the checkout, use the NRL. Um, yeah, on that note, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll catch you next time.